Welcome back to Morning Synth on FM 977-416-2020-96300 KQNT I'm Julian Andrews, and with me, Eric Santos on the synthesizer. Bringing us some tasty licks. in the country. By Kate Seymour McLean. Here, the sunshine filtering down through leaves of emerald done in brown is green instead of gold and the hum and roar the distant town in an endless hush is holding. Twinkling bright through the shadowing limes, the brook rains on a sparkle of silver rhymes. On the dragonfly, its neighbor, it pays no duty in dollars and dimes, for its work is all love, labor. Here are no spindles, nor wheels to be whirled, no forges nor looms from the outside world, stunning the ear with clamor, here but the whisper of leaves unfurled, and the tap of the woodpeck's hammer. Here are no books to be written or red, but cushions of softest moss instead, without a care to cumber, and fern-leaf fans for the weary head, soothing the soul to slumber. Oh, come from the dusty haunts of trade, from the desk, the ledger, the loom, the spade. There is neither toil nor payment. Forget for once in this peaceful shade 
the sordid ways in which dollars are made, and food, and drink, and raiment. Consider the lilies arrayed so far in robes that an eastern king might wear, though never an eye may heed them, and the sparrows of whom his hand takes care for our Father in heaven feeds them. His rainbow spans the heavenly blue. His eye takes note of the drops of dew. And the sunset's golden arrows. And shall he not take thought of you, O man, as well as the sparrows? Now, a list of things to do this week. Number one. Count your teeth. Make sure they haven't gotten away. Number two. Rearrange the carpet. Call your loved ones and ask them how they feel about certain divisive political issues. Number four, read. Number five, shave the pilling off of the furniture. Number six, Calibrate the silverware. Number seven. Understand the dryer. Number eight. Use a hydraulic lift to see how heavy things are not. Number nine. Get her back. Number 10. Weed the inside of the house. Tune in next time for another list of things to do.
Fuck Roy M. Avig Natus M. Eckhart Regnum Nibe To Persid Atub Eramina Nosrep I am Lack Nave Tant Game Emos Nosra Polo Abai Ifak Tuoti Neutknuf Otifaktin E Swaiselid C Ifak Now, for your local weather, today, the sky is blue. The lemons are yellow. The bricks are red. And the trees are green. The mountains, though I can barely see them from here, are purple with a lovely coating of dusty white. Very slightly breezy. See the leaves being blown around a bit. Oh, and a bird.
if you're listening from somewhere that isn't here, I can't tell you what today's weather looks like, because I can't see it. But if you are here, I'm confused. Are you bored? Do you have small things around you? Do you want to throw them? Do you want to throw them at other small things around you? If so, we have the game for you. is a Swedish lawn game in which two players or two teams throw wooden bits at wooden bits on a lawn. It is traditionally played with wooden bits and sticks, but any old bits will do. The field or pitch is generally 5 meters by 8 meters and divided in half. In the center of the newly made partition is where you'll be placed the biggest bit or the king. The king is placed upright and both teams will want to knock the king down. However, both teams will have five smaller bits on their side that the opposing team will take turns trying to knock down. A turn consists of the players dividing up six sticky bits 
that they'll throw across the pitch to try to hit the opposing team's smaller bits. If a smaller bit is knocked over, the team that owns that bit sets it aside until their next turn. The turn is completed once the throwing team is all out of sticky bits to throw. Before the other team starts to attempt to knock down some smaller bits, they must first throw the bits that were knocked down by the previous team. These smaller bits must go past the king. Once the smaller bits were thrown, they are set up as active pieces in the pitch and must be knocked over before the throwing team can knock over their opponent's smaller pits. The smaller bit hits another smaller bit, then it can be stacked on top for maximum efficiency. If the throwing team does not knock over all of their active bits, the opposing team can use the location of the active bit to throw from during their next turn. Once all of the opposing smaller bits have been knocked over, the throwing team can go after the king. However, this must be done in the same turn that the last of the smaller bits was knocked over. Otherwise, the throwing team has lost. If the king is toppled, people have won. Feel free to substitute any bits with whatever you find around your house. Store-bought is fine. Thank you, Sweden. Thank you.
In local news, Area Roommate starts another dumb, stupid sitcom. Sources show that we have to sit through another mindless, trivial bit of drivel. Our sources have also requested that we watch something more cerebral. Maybe something thrilling this time. We will continue to report as more information comes in. many blankets will one do I'm not sure let's try it out one was not enough How about two? Will that do? Nice, but no. How about three? How will that be? Warm. Four, five, six, I'm now covered in so many blankets. How many blankets? How many blankets?
most spiders live on land. They live in your cupboards, under your bed, in your garage, and pretty much everywhere else. You don't want to put your hands. You might be thinking, well, at least I'm safer in water. Spiders can't get me there. Wrong. There's a semi-aquatic spider that spends most of its time in water. The diving belt spider. Luckily for us, these fantastic little critters keep to fresh water, which humans never spend any time in at all. Strangely enough, despite living almost entirely in water, the diving bell spider breathes air. The spider will travel to the surface world and trap air in the fine mesh of hairs covering its body and dump this acquired reserve of air in a silky nest called a diving bell. This diving bell is a web that is spun by the spider, which is named due to its functional resemblance to a diving bell. The diving bell spider still hunts prey similar to land-dwelling spiders, but will capture prey and bring them back to its diving bell dungeon so that its digestive juices won't get diluted by being in water. The male spiders have longer front legs, which help them dive more effectively, and will often build smaller diving bells before they meet prospective female mates, who often build much better diving bells. Supposedly, males will often build air tunnels from their bell to the female's bell and co-inhabit the female space for mating. We are not trying to make any type of social commentary about humans habitually freeloading diving bell spiders are just really neat.
It's snack time. Today, we've got macaroons from home. Macaroons are delicious. They're small and round. And sort of like a pastry sandwich made of delight. We're going to be making macaroons. So you'll need the following. To start, one and three quarters to two cups of sweet flavor crystals. One cup of finely ground grain. Three portions of the amniotic fluid of unborn chicken. Food change color liquid. Any color is fine. half spoon of basic flavor and for good measure a teaspoon of dehydrated seawater also one cup of not quite milk, not quite cheese, but it's similar and comes in a brick. Preferably without dehydrated seawater. Three cups of sweet flavor crystals pulverized. And three tablespoons of heavy cream. Combine the sugar, flour, and salt in a food processor. Wait, I don't have one of those. Maybe the neighbor does? I can't ask them. I haven't bought them a new rake after I broke theirs. I'll just use a blender. It's basically the same thing. Next, beat the egg whites. How, how do I get the yellow bit out? Wait, was I supposed to buy eggs without the yellow bit? Do they have that? If you do have a device, you can the egg yolks out. 
No, that didn't work. Step four. Go to your local grocery store. They often have macaroons in the frozen aisle. If they don't have them there, maybe check the bakery. Make sure they've made the macaroons at least six feet apart. Otherwise, they're no good. Enjoy. We often hear about dirty money in politics. And we here at Morning Synth have been thinking, why not us? And also, why not you? That's why we would like to cover laundering money. You'll need some money to start. Lucky for us, we have tons of money from producing Morning Synth. Breaking news, we've gotten a quick update from the field. It appears that this show is actually pretty good. Like The characters develop even though the series is still episodic. Although the strong lead is independent and stoic, we're seeing a bit more of a soft side, and I can't wait to see what happens in the next episode. If you need money in your life, maybe pull, up, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And if you can't afford boots, then maybe you're in the wrong business. Take your money and dump it in the laundry machine. Front loaders are generally preferred as they do not have an agitator for the bills to get caught in. Add some laundry detergent and run on cold. You wouldn't want to shrink your investment. Hang the bills. And wait to dry. Or run them in a drying machine. And use 
the delicates setting. When laundering larger amounts of money, it is often imperative that you break up your amounts into smaller loads. Or else you'll have to dry your money over and over again. And remember, we're laundering money because we're smart. Not the other way around. And now for a public service announcement. Shit's fucked. And don't travel. today on Daily Etymology. Dingus. Brought to you by AdamOnline.com. A dingus. Any unspecified or unspecifiable object. Something one does not know the name of or does not wish to name. From Dutch, dingus. Literally, thing. And from Suburban Encyclopedia, a lovable person who is trying their best. They might not know what's going on, but neither do we.
Here at Morning Synth, we have created our own game. We call it Losing Our Marbles. The rules are simple. Everyone gets four marbles. A player will lose a marble if certain criteria are met. The, cr the criteria is as follows. Number one. Laughing maniacally. Ha ha ha's may be considered maniacal entirely in context. Ho ho ho's are considered jolly and should not be attributed to madness. Number two, putting the trash out on the wrong day. Number three, having a mental breakdown of any sort. Double points for breakfast. Number four, inanimate objects have no feelings no matter how much they try to relay that information to you. Number five. Marbles cannot be lost in the physical realm. Number six. You have created a game about marbles. Marbles do not have voices or opinions. If you notice that marbles are ruining family dinners, refer to item number four. And special considerations. If the average number of total marbles per roommate stays consistent as time goes on, marbles then become progressively harder to lose. Keep this in mind as you consider which thoughts to let out of your mouth. I mean, everyone else has the same number of marbles as me, but do they know that I've been stealing their marbles? I won't tell you where I put them. No, you don't have the marbles I want. Why are your marbles so far away from mine? You wouldn't understand, or do you? What color are your marbles? Will you show me? Please? On our next episode,
marbles. Coffee for your food and ears for your thought. been listening to Morning Synth on AM 6900 KMFP (laughs) 